0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: You can't milk an almond. I bet it's called
2: almond milk because nobody can say nut juice with a straight face.
1: I can't take this long-distance relationship anymore. Fridge, you're coming to my room. Instead of a flower girl, I want
2: a Parmesan boy to sprinkle cheese down the aisle at my wedding. (laughs) But,
1: Shannon, I don't like cheese. You don't like cheese. We've been busted. Those are not our jokes. They're not our jokes, but they're very good jokes. Whose jokes are they? So those jokes are from Bella Younger, a.k.a. Deliciously Stella. She's a comedian, and she is our special guest today. She's very funny, and I bet she can say those jokes in a much more funnier way than we can. Yeah, delivery wasn't great. But she came in, and you guys had a crisp party. We did. We both love crisps. She makes funny jokes about food, and she's got a book coming out, so we thought, what better challenge than a crisp party? So we can find out who won that later. Georgia Murray also, well, has she been to a party? She's going to a party. She's going to a party. She's going to a party by Galdem founder Liv Little, who was her guest today. So Liv set up Galdem, which is an online magazine. Yeah, and that's going
2: to be really interesting. We're going to find out all about that and the party that George is going to. Fashion week has hit
1: us. It's getting a bit tedious. This party, though. Like I, I mean,
2: there's <laughs> loads of parties. Uh, so I spoke to Gemma and Joe. Joe's a stylist on our fashion team, and Gemma is a digital fashion editor. That's Gemma's podcast debut. It is. So I spoke to them about micro trends this
1: week challenge you know what a micro trend is i don't but i can't wait to find out you'll be finding out we can stop the party link soon but i also went to a party great so everybody went (laughs) to a
2: party apart from me
1: yes i went to a launch of this is grime which is a new book by writer hattie collins and photographer olivia rose so i went to the launch party to see what it's all about
2: so i'm going to find out why everyone loves grime you are great well i'm gonna go find out what a micro trend is okay perfect get in the cupboard Hello, girls. How are you? Hi, Annie. Hi,
3: Annie. So I'm
2: here with Gemma and Joe. Would you both like to say what you do at ASOS?
3: Yes, I am the digital fashion editor, and Joe, you I am a womenswear stylist. So Joe's been on the podcast a couple of times, but Gemma,
2: it's your first time. It on is, this <laughs> Newbie. Um, And we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. So where in the past we've talked about trends sort of as a whole and for the mood of the season, we're going to be talking about micro-trends. So Gemma, do you want to explain a little bit about what is a micro-trend?
3: So yeah, a micro-trend is literally what it sounds like, a bite-sized thing. It's quite small. um, It's quite easy to do. I tried to have a little think about things that you can do now when it's still a bit hot. Um, but you're not quite ready to put a coat on, the weather's changing, that kind of vibe. So- and it's like the little details,
2: isn't it? Yes. So we look at a lot of street style things yeah. and look at celebrities. So whereas when we think of trends for the magazine, it's more about as the whole season. Yeah, and, and, a lot and catwalk. Of catwalk and- stuff.
3: Yeah, this is a bit more kind of of the moment, like something you can do right now that's like hopefully not too expensive that you can just tap into but feel like you're getting a little bit cooler Great doing it. So little <laughs> updates. Little updates that you can do now. Yes. Okay, so what is the first one we're going to be talking about? So the first one that I am into is lace up. So not so much lace, just literally lace up. So kind of that detailing, you've probably seen it on... Hoodies, maybe? That's where Hoodies. I'm noticing it more we at the like, moment, fashion We week. like to talk mm, about a hoodie. I love a
4: hoodie. I think I mention a hoodie every time <laughs> I'm
2: on here. So it's like shoelace detail, yeah, basically, it is, is what we and mean. it's
3: like, the, the real thing about it is that kind of crisscross. You see it a lot on tops, don't yes. you, as a little detail, but where mm. else are we seeing it? So at the minute, I literally today saw Bella Hadid doing it. Um, she is in New York for Fashion Week, but she is literally wearing a white vest, but it's just at the front, kind of got that really tiny i think for her it's not even a shoelace it's like a little ribbony type skinny ribbon kind of lacing through and it's got that real kind of bridget Bardot sort of like oh undone kind of vibe and it looks really summery and gorgeous but obviously now that we're sort of moving on track, suits, track suit down the sides of track suits is where yeah
4: we're sort of that's where it's moving on to exactly isn't it? and it's yeah. getting bigger and longer
2: you see it quite a lot on tops, but now it's about that detail on down the yeah. side of trousers. Yeah, and like you've seen it
4: a lot on Riri, like the Puma Fenty collection, um, where she did it all like literally all the way down the front of a maxi dress, or like I said, up the side of jogging bottoms, and just going like full length rather than just like on your
3: top. It's quite cool because it's that corsetry yeah. look and feel. Okay, but it's on sportswear, which is. Kind of weird, but it's a nice mix. And some other person to name check was B Haley Baldwin. Just did it on jeans. was a friend of Bella Hadid? Obviously, yeah. They're out. twinning, <laughs> 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 but she's done it rather than up the side, which I think is more yeah. pimpery venti feel. There, it's kind of like going up the front, and it looks a bit like American footballery. Oh, nice! Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and you know who else? Um, I think would be a good one to look at for maybe going out, how to do it for going out, Alexander Wang at New York Fashion mm, Week. So obviously it's yeah. spring, summer, 17 that they're showing at the minute. So it's like way, way, way in the future. But that's why it's quite nice that it's a micro trend that you can tap now is that what he's done is kind of done it around the body. And so it almost looks a bit like All saints Like, so they're wearing crop tops that are a bit baggy. Oh, so baggy. like back in the day. Exactly. A bit baggy, like, kind of crop top and then maybe, like, a baggy trouser. But they've got this sort of, like, corsetry around their stomach. Yeah. Um, Great. So
2: it is for now, but then also designers at the moment where it's fashion week it's, at the moment. It's already for yeah, It's already spring, coming summer, out 16. spring summer. So you'll be ahead. 17. <laughs> 17. Spring summer 17. Spring summer 17. Great. Okay. So lace up. Uh, what is another micro trend that we're looking at?
3: Um, so another one kind of inspired by seeing it uh um, New York Fashion Week was patches and badges. So part of my job I look at the street style, see what's coming in and our street style photographer Urban Spotter has taken loads of pictures of such it's like the cutest trend this is so it's like little badges or patches that you sew on yourself that just like adds a little like personality to things so do we
2: mean everything from embroidered things to little pins anything like that personalisation Yeah, and And
4: that we've spoken about before, isn't it? A lot on denim, but then I've seen it, again, going back to, so this is obviously a trend for spring, summer 17, but if you want to go back and do it now for autumn, winter 16, Miu Miu did it, but rather than, obviously, we've seen it a lot on um, denim, Miu Miu did it on velvet. Which was really nice, oh, little velvet yes. jackets and customising them. So I'd never
2: think of that. I think maybe to put like an ornate brooch or something on, on velvet. Go, yeah, but actually that's maybe gives it a little, makes it a bit more casual. Yeah,
3: and it's but, a bit more varsity, cooler. a bit weird. Yeah. But do you know who's just worn that as well? Is Chiara? Is it Ferragani? Yeah, in uh, the Italian um, vlogger blogger. Yeah, and she's wearing the exact Mimi jacket that Joe's talking about. That's really cute. So it's mm. at about. Adding a bit of
2: personality, yeah. which I think is quite big as well for this season. That is a really nice way, an easy way to do it. And what do we think? The more the merrier. 100%. Just pile them on. Yeah. I think you can either go
4: just literally patch on the arm or you can cover the back of your jacket. You know, it, you're winning either way.
2: I kind of want my name. I think I want my name oh, yeah, on the always, back of jacket.
4: Always get the initials. Ultimate. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so patches, lace-ups, and
3: what I think we've got one more micro-trend. Yeah, so this definitely feels quite... Summary going into autumn is like wearing a top over a top. So, obviously, layering everyone's fed up of doing that mid winter, but this is quite a nice way of doing it in the sense that it's kind of like little vests over t shirts. Or the update that I've been noticing, especially if like people on the street at fashion week is like, sounds a bit crazy, but like a bustier, or so it's like again corset, that lace up like a yeah. corset. Um, and then you've got, like, a really kind of maybe even scruffy T-shirt underneath. The Kardashians do it in, like, yeah. a mega
2: co-sutry cool
3: way. Yeah, because they have it literally just around their waist.
2: I think you can get those T-shirts now where it's sort of a two-in-one. Attached. Yeah. So it's already, even so it's better. even easier. You yeah. don't even have
3: to, it's just already done for you. Yeah. A really cool girl, um, she's called Michelle Salem. Um, her Instagram, she's she's actually the brand manager for opening ceremony. She's she's where I first saw it on Instagram, and I was like, oh, it's quite, I quite like the look of it. it and really cool.
2: do you think it's about the contrast? So
3: the T-shirt is very casual, yeah. and then you have
2: almost the lingerie that actually is a different feel, Yeah, putting those two together. Yeah, but
4: then all we're doing, we've just recently shot a lot of it for the
2: magazine, um,
4: which is more like, yeah, so again, like your band casual T-shirt, but then like a lurex Bustier. and you know so it can it doesn't have to look like lingerie it can still
2: just be a bit and that's interesting that it's not just casual then it's yeah. an also no, it's that a going high, out update like, as well yeah and then pair it with a pair of you know ripped jeans well i've got three tips that i actually will have to tell shannon so that she can write her shopping list of what <laughs> she has to buy next but um it's really good because it's all stuff that you can do now yeah and definitely. they're just little mini updates mm-hmm. great well thanks so much um, and come back, Gemma, for another episode. Will
3: do.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I like a micro-trend. Do you? Yeah, I think I prefer a micro-trend to a trend. Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, that's a thing. It's the little details. Yeah. And you're actually very on-trend, because you've got
1: the Fenty Puma by Rihanna top. I do, but it's not one with lace-up. So is it still a micro-trend, or am I just on-trend?
2: Uh, I think maybe you should get the other one. So did you wear your top to the party you went to?
1: I didn't because it's white, and I thought I'd spill something on it. And I think okay, it yeah, that's clean. a very good decision. Yeah. So what exactly was the party for? Well, it was a book launch and panel talk. So this book, This Is Grime, it's written by Hattie Collins, who's the features director at ID. And all the images are shot by Olivia Rose, who's photographer ID in Vogue and is really cool. And it basically documents grime from when it started in around 2003 to now with the likes of Stormzy and Sceptre. So who was on the panel then? So it was hosted by Novelist and Stormzy was on the panel. He was eating a pizza for a bit of it. Jeremy nice. was on the panel and a grime DJ, Logan Summer. So I went round and grabbed everyone and basically asked them what they... L-O-V-E About grime. <gasps> Okay, so apparently it's the hottest day in September since 1911, uh, and I'm just about to go into the launch of This Is Grime.
0: Yo, man, what's going on, everyone? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. And did it oh, in the place, I make some noise for my man Jamie right about now. <laughs> make some noise for my brother Stormzy right about. Now. <laughs> make some noise for Logie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, we're here. We just want to run through, like, what Grime is to us, how we started, you know, Pirate Radio, YouTube. It's everything to do with how we got... To where we are and where it's going forward and what grand actually means to us. Right, I've managed to stay out of the business. I'm not in the music business at all. I'm just the person that makes music in his bedroom. Are you this lot clap for Jamie, please? No, no, Why to be gone? I stop. No, I mean, we, we, we wouldn't we, be here if you wasn't doing what you right, was doing. Listen, <laughs> My advice would be, all you have to do is enjoy it. That's all you have to do. If you enjoy it and nobody likes it, everybody dies. It's cool. You enjoyed it. If you don't enjoy it, and everybody loves it, you didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it. If you're going to do it, enjoy it. Make the music you want to make and enjoy it. And when you enjoy something, that positive vibe you put out. I can have a song tomorrow, and I can have four words in. I can make a song tomorrow with four words. Just give me four words, and I'll go on the tune, get a sick beat, I'll be bouncing like, yo, and i want yo, I'll just be doing that. Vibes in on a beach, on a jet ski, mucking about, Throwing sand, take my hair out, right, do that, right, going mad. Somebody's gonna say, Jamie, it's vibes then. Like they're gonna cut warm towards my positive vibe because I really like it. if I go on a tune tomorrow and I'm just doing anything, I don't really want to do it, I don't really enjoy it. I didn't wanna do it. That they can they, you can sense it. It's a vibe you don't put across you put across. So if you're gonna whatever you're gonna do. Make sure you enjoy
5: it. That is the number one thing. Um, my name is Ricky Blue. Um,
1: I'm a publisher, artist manager. Um, but in my very early days, I used to manage Channel U. So
0: I've had a love for Grime for a long time and playlists of the early Wiley stuff, like what you call it, crazy Titch and the rest of it. So I'm really proud of Patty Collins and what she's done.
1: What is it that you love about
6: Grime?
0: Just that raw street UK British culture. Just in its essence, you know, like young kids doing things for themselves with their own identity and creating what
1: they've created now out of it. Like, when I think back to the early days, never had anything like this. Right?
6: I love Grime because basically it's all just a bunch of really chill lads who just want to have a good time. Like, see so yeah, how at the end of the panel discussion that we were just at, which was um, like Stormzy and Novelist and Jamie in conversation at Rough Trade, Jamie was like, why don't you just piss about and have a good time? Uh, I love grime and I make my own beats. I grew up listening to D W, e. Footsie, Skepta, and I love grime because it's so raw. Grime makes me really proud to be British. Reggie inside Hotak, the Lewis from G's Hotak Square gang. It's Blakey, Hotak Blakey, tight Elf. Don't know where he's gone, but you know grime's a wonderful
0: thing, man. Like I feel the U S have their culture, which is hip hop culture, and we have our own one, which is grime. So. We have every right to have our own team
6: and uh, now, like I've been doing it for a while but now the scene's sick.
2: I love Grind because I think it is an incredible genre, it's authentic, raw, it's deep rooted in London and it's very real, all the lyrics, the the lyrics are very real. (laughs) so you know where you really like a micro trend yeah i think i should get this grime book
1: Yay!
2: it should be my it should be my homework yeah every evening i can read a bit and then i can come back and make some notes and we can discuss it
1: you'll be honestly you'll be so clued up on grime by the time you get to the end of it i should have come to the panel talk
2: yeah maybe we can get them in maybe we can get them on these four walls next grime event i'm gonna be there okay great front row
1: Hi Georgia Murray. Hello, how are
2: you both? Good. Good, welcome back. Thank you. Georgia, you're going to a party this week. Shannon's been to a party. What's going on? What's happening? I mean, it's all kicking off, Annie Chin. And Annie's
1: not invited.
5: Oh, Annie, you can come to both. Yeah, you can come to a party. It's okay, guys, I was busy. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to Galdem's first birthday party, which is next Friday. So explain to us, what is Galdem? So um, it's founded by Liv Little, um, and it's an online magazine run by women of colour. And she started that when she was at Bristol Uni. Yeah, and we featured her in the magazine. Yeah, yes, we did indeed. Um, we featured her alongside Antonia, Layla, and Hannah, who were also part of Galdem. Okay, let's hear how you got on. So I'm here with Liv Little, who is the founding editor of Galdem. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Georgia? I'm yeah, really good. Um, so, for those who don't know, what is Galdem? So
6: Galdem is essentially an online magazine where all of the content is written by women of colour. But we kind of branched out and become curators um, and film festival organisers and just doing stuff, creative stuff in general. <laughs> but um, the primary sort of focus is uh, online.
5: OK, cool. And um the name can you sort of tell us Gjallan, a bit about that <laughs>
6: um the, the the story of the name isn't like actually as exciting as I think uh-huh. people want it to be because I often get asked this question um but really I like I knew what I wanted the platform to be about um and then it was just a case of trying to think of something that reminded me of my sort of childhood girly kind of friendships and that would relate to a lot of other people so I went on urban dictionary
3: yes!
6: <laughs> which is really embarrassing um but yeah, So I was just looking for words that meant girl and then I saw gal and I was like oh, okay what about gal dem and I was like to my boyfriend what about Galdem? And then I was like he's probably not the best person yeah. to ask <laughs> so I asked some other gal dem <laughs> they thought
5: and they were like yeah I like it so that's how it came about okay amazing so you went to Bristol uni um, yes. and I've read that you became frustrated <laughs> with sort of the lack of diversity there yeah um how did that then lead to you starting Galdem?
6: It wasn't like, sort of, there was an issue and then immediately I was like, right, I'm going to start this great thing. It took like a year of being really frustrated at how everything was being taught and coming back to my boyfriend crying because everyone in my class was weird and like (laughs) (laughs) the way that we were studying things was so boring or that I'd always be expected to be the spokesperson on issues that related to race um, and gender and that sort of stuff. Um, So yeah, it was a year of just being like quite down having maybe like one or two topics that I really engaged with, but feeling quite down. And then it was, I think towards the middle of that year that I was um, back home for Easter and I went and I saw a screening of um, Aki and Saltfish by Cecil Amike. And then after that, I sort of started to think about ways that I could um, bring out my sort of creative side because it's something I'd always wanted to do, but something I hadn't done. And then I thought that journalism might be the way forward.
5: So logistically, how did you go about it? How did you sort of go from this idea to getting people on board? And um, did you manage to secure any funding or...? Um
6: so let me think
5: let me think initially i think
6: i posted in some facebook groups which were for women of color at bristol university and then there was like a group called why is my curriculum white and i posted in that and i was like (laughs) hello people i'm doing this thing hi and then a few people uh, responded and they were like yeah that sounds really cool so then we had a dinner we went to this nice little place called simply time Bristol, still my favorite restaurant
0: uh-huh. <laughs>
6: and we had um a little link up in a chat not everyone who was there has actually ended up being a part of it but it was just nice to sort of have a, a dialogue around these issues and like pull out the women of color who were in bristol because i didn't know that they existed yeah. but there were actually quite a lot of us which we started to realize over the course of the final year yeah um oh yeah funding <laughs> <laughs> we didn't re well we got 500 pounds from Reinspired, which basically paid for i think it was the theme the wordpress theme but that was really cheap like 30 quid and then paid for just sort of equipment and things for our our launch party but we've managed to do it um without any money not that that's necessarily a good thing but um everyone's kind of happy to do it on a voluntary basis and i think we're now at the stage that i've finished i've graduated and everyone's sort of finishing studies and like in London and all together in one place, is that we want to come up with more of a sustainable business plan.
5: Mm-hmm. And how's it grown since then? Like going from you and the initial pe- people who started and to what it is now because it's yeah. everywhere and it's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs>
6: um, it was, yeah, it's so weird when I meet people and they're like, yes, I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm <laughs> such a fan. I've been reading it from the beginning. I'm like, no way. Aww. It's just us. <laughs> um I don't know what happened. I think um, we spent a lot of time like trying to build up like an online presence before we'd actually cur- curated any content. So we'd already had like made sure we had like a thousand likes on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, and so it meant that we were able to kind of grow online quite quickly. I guess I think it's a lot to do with the rate of content that we put out as well. I think mm-hmm. we almost every day we put um, we put an article out, which is quite a lot of work. And then we're like trying to make ourselves present not only online but also in real life, so that people can bring these dialogues you know into into a real space because it can be a bit tiring when everything is just on the internet Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I guess it must just be the fact that something like this didn't really exist before and these are conversations that, that aren't really being had before so when we or when someone writes about something everyone's like oh my gosh I hadn't considered this perspective and so we find that Like a few of our writers um, have been asked to come on to like BBC Radio to talk about their piece because it's not been something that they've necessarily like. It's so cool, um, but more places should be having these dialogues. But it is so
5: cool. Um, Well, you guys are like the people pushing that forward and making people realise that. And whilst that's not necessarily your job, like it shouldn't be. um, You're like, it's good to be
6: able to see that we're actually having an impact. Yeah, you're making a difference for sure. Like, I don't think when. I started, and when I first met the, the the first people to get involved, I probably thought it would be quite like a uni-based thing or mm. like quite a low-key thing. And now it's branching out to different age demographics, different people, different countries.
5: So it's crazy. I'm just I I don't know. It it just happened. It's the power of the internet. Yeah. Um. And well, talking of like real spaces, um you've hosted some incredible events and Bridging the Gap Women in Music was your most recent one. That was curated
6: by Antonia, who is our music editor, who did an amazing job. Um, She was able to bring together like so many different women, so many women that I fan over so much and that I've never met before who were at our event, which was so cool. And so many women across like different disciplines um, and from different um, media environments from the BBC, from Rince, from all all walks of life. Um, And I think... The feedback that we had from that was amazing. It sold out um, and people saying how it was the most uplifting event they'd been to in so long. And I don't think
5: those kind of discussions are often had. Well, because you guys are so busy, you also have your birthday party on Friday the 23rd of September. Um, What have you got in store for people?
6: So, we're still planning.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Which is not good.
6: But um, no, we've got got, um, some live music from some women of colour. We've got some um, DJs, some really cool DJs, one in particular called Juice VCR, um, Jess Straker, and it's basically like, she has created this live music uh, video channel where like, it's just on loop playing um, mm. music by independent artists. Oh, cool. So she's, we're going to have some sort of projection at the back of the room where she'll be like DJing, which would be cool. We've got our illustrators doing like a big collage type thing across this spiral staircase, hopefully. Oh my We've got um, loads of the art from our magazine exhibited. And then we're going to have bars with cheap drinks because we like to let people get drunk yes Um, and we're going to give everyone like a nice tote bag and like some goodies and we're going to have all of our magazines will be sold there but it's
5: basically going to be like a big party amazing and talking of the magazine this is your first one it is and what it's big it's big how many pages (laughs) it's 250 pages amazing and It looks great, right? Yeah,
6: it looks beautiful. Um, It's almost finished. We'll be, like, (laughs) finishing it the night before until late, probably. But um, it's beautiful, and we've got so many amazing women um, involved in the magazine. Our cover girl is Joyce Rice, who's this LA-based singer, um, and she's incredible. She's got the most beautiful, soulful voice um, we've got like interviews with other people. We've got interviews with like a designer called IBA. Um, there's a women in music piece where there's interviews with people like Julia Danuga. We've got um, we've got we've got so many different things going on. We've got like a photo shoot um, with these beautiful hijabi women. There is so much <laughs> going on there. I like won't go into all of it, but we've got some photographers who have done some amazing series and. Yeah, it's 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 I'm so excited to
5: show everyone what we've worked with. Where on. and when can we get it and how much is it? It is £8, pounds, which I think is okay for 250 Th- that pages. Is a book. It's like it's a book. It's a big it's book. A book. Yeah.
6: Um and you can pre-order it on our big cartel which is just Galdemzine which is G A L D M Z I N E. Um if you type that in it should come up. Um and it's all over our like Twitter which is again Galdemzine and Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. So if you want to order one do it soon.
5: Get on it now. So you have done so much and over kind of like different mediums. Um, what advice would you have for women wanting to do what you do? Ah, uh, I think um, if I could do it and I
6: had no experience in media, <laughs> I think it's very possible for other people to do it too. But I think it's just about being brave. And if you have an idea, run with it. Don't, don't run with it without doing any background research before, but you know, like see what's out there and what isn't out there and where you can fit in. Um, I think the most important thing And why Galdem has been such a success is because of our amazing team of editors who are like so dedicated. Our sub editors who are so dedicated, our writers who are so dedicated. It's like it really is like a family. It's like a team effort. Um, So it's all about finding people that you can work with, but you can also be friends with and hang out with. And we've managed
5: to strike like a really, really nice balance where Mm -hmm. we can do all of those things. And what has been the biggest challenge that you've learned from
6: The most challenging thing has probably been... So, like, most of our feedback is, like, really positive, but there have been some criticisms. And I think the most, like, difficult challenge or, like, criticism that we've had often stems from, like, people reading one piece and then being like, I don't agree with that piece. Like, Mm -hmm. you all obviously think this thing. You're all obviously wrong. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, no, I don't necessarily agree with that exact piece. But if it's a well-written, like, thought-through um article like that's cool it's not about me reproducing my opinions like that's yeah. not the point of it so i think um just learning how to deal with that and to make people understand that yeah which is, but, which is really difficult
5: and annoying but online you're always going to get you are. people you are and for people who want to contribute whether that's writers or photographers mm. um or even getting involved in your events, yeah. how can they do that?
6: Um, just email us, uh, just info at com. There's a hyphen in between the gal and dem.com. Um, and like, just show us some of your work. Just say, hey, like obviously a lot of us didn't have backgrounds in writing before we started. So we're like really willing to help people um, and like edit their work.
5: And what is up next for you? <laughs>
6: Big thing that we have planned for the twenty eighth, which is so exciting, is that we are doing a takeover of the VNA, like a Friday late. So we're gonna be taking over the whole VNA. It's so exciting. Which is
5: crazy. And it's the twenty eighth of October. Twenty eighth of right?
6: October, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna be doing maybe twelve to fifteen um different curations in different spaces. We'll have people like babes, um, and our sort of favourite women of colour in creative industries there um doing their thing, but in like in the VNA, which is gonna be amazing. We're gonna do like a live radio show which will be hosted by Zara Swansea, um, who runs Road femme And it's just it's gonna be so much fun. So, so
5: good. We'll see. And people can just turn up to that, right? Yeah Obviously. yeah that's
6: um yeah as far as I know people just turn up to that.
5: Perfect. Please everyone check them out. They are doing such amazing things. So thank you so much Liz, thanks for, for having coming me. in and see you soon. Bye <laughs> Well, oh, Liv's really inspiring. Yeah, it's amazing how she started at Union. Now the VNA want them, so I am looking forward to getting my hands on that book size magazine. Yeah, no, honestly, it looks incredible. So, where can we find out more about them? So, their website is gal-dem.com, and their social handle is gal-demzine. Um, so, make sure you follow them to find out more about their magazine and the VNA takeover.
1: Cool, thanks, Georgia. Well, we'll see you next episode. You will indeed. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
2: So that was Georgia Murray speaking to Live Little from Gaud M. Now shall we hear what happened when I challenged Shannon and Deliciously
1: Stella to a battle of crisps? Things got pretty intense. Hi, so I'm here with Bella Younger, aka Deliciously Stella. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Good, yeah, welcome to the ASOS building. What's your first impressions? Um, oh, it's pretty trendy. Yeah, yeah, there were some
7: real like hipsters outside, and I was like, ooh. Were they the models? The models quite often hang out outside mm, at lunchtimes. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah they yeah. looked pretty modelly. I was you... like, is that someone from One Direction? <laughs> no, no,
1: no, it's just an ASOS model. Yeah, it's prime model spotting time, actually, it's lunchtime. Um, I almost don't know how to introduce you, because you've got a podcast, we have just talking about your Edinburgh show you've just come back from, you've got a book that's coming out, but... I guess, and the, the little web series. Was, that's so patronising. Sorry, I didn't mean to say the little web <laughs> the series. The little web series. Oh, that thing. The, BB, <laughs> the BBC Three short videos. Yeah. Um, but should we take it back to the start? Because you started off with this kind of parody Instagram account, Deliciously Stella, right? Indeed, I did. All right, yeah. tell, us, tell us about that.
7: Um, so basically, I decided to become a comedian. And I was like, no one's going to come and see my show. No one's going to know who I am. What am I going to do? So I started this parody Instagram account where I essentially likely mock people who are part of the wellness industry
1: <laughs> yeah so for people who don't follow you you kind of do i'm trying to think of my favorite post i mean there's a really good one where you've you basically you've got some avocado on toast right and yeah. then you've got a little fried egg sweets on top yeah haribo eggs and was that because you were just like sick of the sheer volume of egg breakfast being posted on instagram
7: avocado and eggs on toast is the most hashtag food on instagram is that true it's true it's that's got, a real fact it's the, it's oh in it's in the millions i think now that's crazy isn't that absolutely mad you know it's got big because it's come like it's out of london like my parents are from (laughs) scotland and you can go and get it now like in their local cafe and that is insane
1: it's just permeated so how and how did you get from that to making this like full-on instagram account that is hilarious
7: so I started by just taking pictures of myself being really gross because I was like, my <laughs>
1: boss is like, you're the most disgusting
7: person I've ever met. Like, you've, you've got to do this as like an, an, the antithesis of all the wellness. And I was like, okay, right. So I just took pictures of myself like eating pepperoni and being really hungover, which is what I do in day-to-day life. Yeah. And then I realised, as it gained more and more traction, that it was funnier to be a bit closer to the bone. And then Davina McCall found it and she tweeted about it and it was like,
1: what a babe. Yeah, such a babe. I love her so much. Oh, she's great. Have you been a fan since day one? Yeah, yeah. Massive fan. Um, And were you kind of surprised about how quickly it's taken off? Like you've got, is it about 130,000 followers
7: Mm, now? Yeah.
1: Whoa. I know.
7: Yeah, it's been like just over a year. And it's got that many followers. I'm so surprised. I had no idea. I genuinely, I thought that some people might share it on Facebook. And then like 10 more people might come and see my show. Yeah. But now I'm doing a show like based on the Instagram. And yeah, and I've got all these followers. And it's great. I mean, I've got so many fun things going it's on. So. so exciting. Yeah, so you just got back from Edinburgh. How was the show? It was good. The whole thing was sold out.
1: Amazing. which was
7: really great yeah. um yeah i had a really good response it was absolutely knackering it's the longest festival in the whole world like how it can be a month yeah long, it i just is crazy. Know, i can't go out and recover <laughs> like even though my show's at 7 30 and i've got all day to lie in bed i'm still just like
0: <laughs> i don't want to do day, it today it?
7: and your book is out now yes it is i'm so excited um it's the coolest thing i never thought that i would ever get to write a book let alone a novelty loo book, um, which is pretty much what it is because there's not one single recipe that you can make in there that will actually taste delicious. What can you tell us more about the book? So Who's basically, it it's, it's the kind of thing that you get in your Christmas stocking or you get as a present and... It's basically made up of recipes that look like they're really healthy, but they're all made up of white carbohydrates and pick and mix. The best. Yeah. The best bits of food and eating. The best bits of food and (laughs) eating, but everything's a bit rank. So you don't really want to make porridge and then cover it in like gummy
1: blackberries. I do. I really do. You do? (laughs) Well, yeah. maybe, the book is for me. maybe that can be my, my foray into vlogging. I can just make every <laughs> single recipe. Yes, vlog away. All right. Um, do you know about our little game, our challenge we're about to make you play? I'm excited. Okay. So basically, uh, crisps feature fairly heavily, right? Across, mm. your, across your Instagram and your crisps. Anyway, you love crisps. I also love crisps. So for this episode, we thought we'd do a little crisp crispy game. Annie... She's scoured Camden for the best crisp flavours. We're going to blind taste them, and whoever gets the flavour first gets the point. You
7: see, I'm quite scared about this, because Walkers have just released all those new flavours of crisps. So there are all these random flavours I might never have tasted before. So it's going to be a real taste test. You should be scared, because
1: I've tried them all. (laughs) Proggy! Right, Right.
2: the first bit of this game is that you need to be blindfolded, so we don't want any cheating.
1: Okay, can
7: I blindfold myself? Yes.
2: We trust you. Okay. I'm going to blindfold shut. I'm getting quite
1: nervous now. (laughs) Chris.
2: I'm going to put one.
1: That's like music to my ears, that noise. Okay, how do we know where it is?
2: (laughs) So let's just explain. There's a plate in front of both of you, and I'm going to put one crisp on the plate for each of you. And when I say go, you both have to... I'll direct you to where the plates are. (laughs) Okay. When I say I've go, got it. you have to pick it okay. up, yeah. put it in your mouth, and the first person to
1: shout out and get it right gets the point. Okay. Ready, steady, go. Oh my god. It's. Oh, it's oh chicken. Chicken. No chicken.
2: It's my chicken.
1: No. Oh. Oh my oh, god. Um, sweet chili. Kettle yes. chip. It's a sweet chili. Oh, sweet chili no, that's kettle what, kettle what it is. is. Yeah. Why does it taste so chickeny? It, it- <laughs> And then it's got the kick, the aftertaste. OK,
2: Shannon, one point to you. Yes. That was a sensations Thai sweet chilli.
1: Oh, I thought it was a kettle chip, to be fair. Right.
2: Round two. OK. Ready? Yeah. Steady.
1: Go. Four oh, milliliter. now that is it.
7: That's the snack thing.
2: Yes. Yes. <gasps> right.
7: Oh, my God, I guess a healthy one. I'm I such a fraud. Kn-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You were just too quick.
2: Round two. Salt and vinegar, Snacker
1: Jack. I'm quite partial to a salt and vinegar Mm. Snacker Jack. Me too. They are quite nice.
2: Okay, this is one all.
1: I've still got Snacker Jack in my palette. Me too. Are we ready
2: for round three? Yeah, yeah. Crisps
7: are on plate. Ready, steady, go. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's one of those Frazzle things, bacon rasher ones. (laughs)
4: I'm
3: so
1: greedy. I'm so greedy.
2: <laughs> that is correct. It is a crispy bacon frazzle.
1: I like a frazzle after a salt and vinegar. Mm.
2: I would say I have a bonus. So, Shannon, you could redeem yourself.
1: OK. Right. I have a bowl here that I'm going to put in front
2: of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, hold on. You each have to take a handful... Mm-hmm. There are three flavors of crisp within this bottle. You need to taste. You need to taste the handful at once. I, I, yeah, at once. It window. has to be at once. You can't. Yeah. Okay. And you have to try and guess what three flavors are in this bottle. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna
1: let Bella take a handful first, but don't put it in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. oh it's there. <laughs> it's quite difficult when you're. I'm, lying, I'm very clory in this, aren't I? Okay. Yeah.
2: You've got a pretty nice handful there. Right.
1: Oh. Sorry, what's Ready? The yeah. Steady? Eat. But oh. what for Oh, gross, is it? Oh, I a McCoy in there. So I'm really McCoy, yes. cheese, um, what's it? it. Yeah. And just another like... Yeah, it's a oh, what's it and something else. Just like a bog standard kettle chip number. Yeah,
2: and what flavour is that
1: kettle chip? Sweet chilli. No, we've yeah. had that. Chicken. Um... No. Oh. Cheese and onion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an evil laugh for evil gameplay. That That's was a. Com- that it. was
2: you get Combined effort, you have guessed all of those two flavours.
1: Can I take my blindfold yes, off? Yes,
2: you may take your blindfolds off. Like Bella, edged it slightly. I did,
1: by one. Congratulations, by one. I'm a real crisp fan. Well
2: at the combined flavour of Chris
1: thank mm, you yeah you
2: did really well
1: Bella thank you so much that's alright you've been amazing anytime uh, so the book is out now the book is out do, now come on you can do the plug um,
7: yeah the book is out now you can buy it in Waterstones you can buy it on Amazon you can buy it in Urban Outfitters um, and it's yeah it costs 9 99 and it's an ideal
1: gift yay alright thank you so much for coming thank you bye Oh, Annie, I can't believe I lost the crisp battle. I know. I can't believe it either. Your crisp knowledge is quite good. Yeah. On that slightly sad end, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you to everyone who spoke to me at the This is Grime launch. Thank you to Gemma and Joe, who taught Shannon about a micro trend. Yeah, thanks for that. Thank you, Bella Younger, Deliciously Stella. You can follow her. Her handles are at Deliciously Stella. Thank you to Liv Little from Gaudem and Georgia Murray for speaking to her. And join us again in to Oh. Oh. Hang on. Okay, we won't be back in two weeks as normal. We are taking a mini break because we're approaching our 13th episode. And here at These Four Walls, we're kind of superstitious.
2: Yeah, so we're not going to be back for an episode 13. We're going to be back in three weeks' time. So tune in then.
1: For episode 14.
2: Do you think they believed us? Yeah, because we're actually going on holiday. Shh. Shh. And if you like us, don't forget to rate us. Remember to subscribe on ACAST, iTunes, or your favourite podcast app, and tune in next episode for more from These Four Walls. Oh, I think that episode went pretty well. Uh Annie. Yeah. Did we thank Warren? Oh. Thanks to our producer Warren. <laughs>